You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 55. On today's show, we're going to be looking at procrastination clutter, what it is, why we have it, and what to do about it. If you've struggled with decluttering and have a hard time getting to the bottom of your piles of stuff, then stay tuned. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter-Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the creator of littlegreenbow.com and the host of this podcast, The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Today, I want to chat about a topic that has been asked about lots of different times in several different ways. Sometimes it comes up when we say, we don't have enough time to declutter. Other times we shove stuff in a closet because we think we'll need it someday, so it's best to keep it just in case. Or, and this one is the most common, we get so overwhelmed with all the stuff that we just shut down and prefer to bury our head in the sand instead of tackle it all. Now this is the idea that we've maybe heard of before, that our clutter is made up of delayed decisions. Or put another way, we're procrastinating. But before we dive in, I want to remind you that you can find all of the show notes for today and links to anything I mention at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 55. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 55. There you will also find my latest free resource, The Tidy Home and Vibrant Life Starter Guide. It's a simple but super helpful guide that will show you four easy steps you can take to create a home and life where you and your family thrive. It's completely free and my way of helping you on your journey to creating more meaning in your life without suffocating under your stuff. All right, so let's get right to it and look at procrastination clutter. Procrastination is, by definition, to put something off intentionally or habitually. It's choosing to put off a task that you could do now and instead hope to do it sometime in the future. But that's just the thing. With our lives getting busier every year, it gets tougher to complete these tasks at a later time. This is an all too popular problem that I see and hear about from listeners and readers. So don't feel too badly if you feel yourself nodding along today in agreement. Scientific studies have shown that chronic procrastination affects up to 25% of adults. How many times have you told yourself you would finish that email later, or fold that load of laundry this evening, or have the kids pick up their toys tomorrow? Every time you choose to delay doing something that you could or should do right now, you are procrastinating. And what's worse is these delays cause us undue stress because by the time later comes and we need to be dealing with the problems from yesterday, we have a whole new set of problems that have come from today. Looking at our stuff through the lens of our busy lives, you can see how procrastination is one of the most significant causes of clutter. We delay putting something where it belongs right away. 
For example, we pop our keys down on the counter instead of on the key hook right by the door. Or maybe we pile our mail in a stack instead of dealing with it right when we bring it in. Or maybe we leave the dishes from breakfast in the sink because we know eh, we'll get to them later when we're cleaning up from dinner. There are a few reasons we perpetuate these procrastination efforts, and we'll get to those in a minute. But for now, remember that we all procrastinate from time to time. Sometimes because we think we don't have ample time. Sometimes because we're dreading the task, and sometimes just because we're distracted. For most people, we keep accumulating stuff as we get older. There was a video that came out recently that was done by anthropology researchers at UCLA. They claim that today's U.S. households have more possessions per household than any society in global history. They also said that while the U.S. has only 3.1% of the world's children, we consume 40% of the world's toys. So no, our kids do not need the number of toys the marketers for Hasbro, Mattel, or Disney want you to believe. Children around the world are doing just fine with a fraction of the toys U.S. children have. But that's a topic for another day. Just know that our attachment to stuff starts early, so let's work on setting a better example for our children, starting with dealing with our own stuff. So why do we have procrastination clutter? There are three top reasons we have procrastination clutter, and I've hinted at them already. The first is that your items do not have a home, so they get put in the first convenient place you see. Most likely, that's an entry table, kitchen counter, or whatever flat surface you stop next to on your way into your home. When you don't know where something belongs, it's impossible to put it away. And worse, your family won't be able to put anything away either. I want to repeat that. When you don't know where something belongs, it's impossible to put it away. And your family won't be able to help either. I get a lot of people writing to me and telling me that their family is not on board with decluttering. And while that certainly might be true, a lot of times our homes feel cluttered simply because we're not cleaning up our messes as we go. We procrastinate cleaning up because we don't know how to clean things up and where to put them away. So look at the clutter in your home and ask yourself if you know where it belongs. And even if you do, does your family. If the items in your home have a place to belong, how can you work with your family to help them know where to put things items? Think about using things like labels, bins, and showing them where items go without nagging or judgment. Preschoolers can keep their classrooms tidy because it's part of their daily routine and it's an expected activity that they all participate in. So see how you can emulate that process in your own home. The second reason we have procrastination clutter is because it's shoved away in a closet, out of sight, out of mind. This is true procrastination clutter. You know, it's just stuff that we have yet to make a decision on. I think we all can relate to this and understand that we have that space in our home with this kind of clutter. Oftentimes, when we have the space in our home, we keep stuff just in case. But soon enough, the closets will get too filled and we'll struggle to close the doors. Or we can't find what we need when we need it, so we go out and buy another thing that will do the job. We add more bins and more storage furniture because we run out of space. 
or we just pile it in the basement or the garage until we can no longer park our cars inside. It's easy to see why this kind of clutter is a problem, but it's like the frog in the pot of water. We don't realize we're getting cooked until it gets to be too much. So before you go out and you purchase more bins or an organization unit that promises to solve all of your stuff problems, take a minute to look at what you own and ask yourself if you really need it all. Are you using it or are you keeping it because it seems useful? And the third reason we have procrastination clutter, which I think is the most common, is that we get so overwhelmed with all of our stuff that we shut down and prefer to bury our head in the sand instead of tackling it all. Now, please know that I am not saying this out of judgment. I have been there too. Procrastination has been something that I have struggled with my whole life. However, I have realized that putting things off does not make them easier. It's just the opposite. Putting things off stresses me out, which makes me a bit panicky, and then I do a worse job. It makes me a bad mother because I get really snippy. It makes me a bad wife because I don't have patience with my husband or I'm not listening when they're trying to talk to me. So really this procrastination, while we feel like it helps us be more creative or you know, really put our, in our effort because we're ti- under a time crunch, it doesn't actually work that way. We will be right back. And now, back to the show. As I mentioned before, life is getting busier and busier every year. Technology was supposed to make things easier, and in a lot of ways it has, but it has also given us more ways to fill our time, and we are expected to be connected all the time. This makes it easier to put off the things we know we should do for the things that make us feel productive. But remember, busy and productive are different things. So strive to complete tasks that will make you feel better in the long term, that will actually make you more productive, that will actually move the needle in your life forward toward that place you want to go instead of just short-term satisfaction and relief from boredom. I cannot be the only person that has looked at my phone more than I should over this last year out of boredom, stress, and fear. So Just know that a lot of times we are just procrastinating and putting things off, but we're not making life better. And so that brings me to our final question of the day. What can we do about this procrastination clutter? So now that you know what procrastination clutter is and why we have it, what in the world should we do about it? Here are two simple ways you can combat this clutter, stop procrastinating, and clear the stuff out of your home. I'm going to give you action steps that you can start today and they will make a difference. Number one is set a timer. So many times we put off tasks because we make them out to be these big, giant, ugly things in our heads. We leave the laundry in the dryer because it feels too difficult to fold it and put it away. Or the dishes stay in the dishwasher, even though we ran it because we don't have time to put them away during our busy mornings, or so we think. Or we don't tackle cleaning out the closet because, and I quote here, it's going to take forever, end quote. Is it really? Of course it's not, but as humans, we have a tendency to overcomplicate things. So the next time you're folding laundry, putting the dishes away, or decluttering a space, set your timer and see how much time it actually takes. 
Let's be scientific about it. Let's actually gather the data that matters instead of listening to emotions or, you know, unpredictable things like our head that is making something crazier than it should be. You might be surprised to learn that you can fold an entire load of laundry and put it away in less than 10 minutes. Or maybe the dishes are done in less than two minutes when you thought it would take five to 10. And that closet, you're shocked to see how much you were able to accomplish in just 15 minutes while listening to a podcast or your favorite music. So by the end of this episode, you could have decluttered a closet while you were listening to me talk about it. So that's number one. Just set a timer and actually figure out how long these things take so you can make them more manageable and not this big scary monster that you've made up in your head. And number two is to start small. The best way to tackle a project is one part at a time. Now your home did not suddenly become cluttered overnight. It's taken years of adding to your belongings. Holidays, kids, inheriting items, outgrowing or updating things without tossing the old ones, Those are the things that have led your home to the state that it is in right now. But it's time to stop waiting until tomorrow, and it's time for us to actually do something about it. So pick one spot, one drawer, one closet, one end of your home, and just start. Set your timer for 15 minutes and race to see how much you can get done. Grab a donation box, a recycle bin, and a garbage bag and get to work. Put things where they belong, and if you don't know where that is, think about where you would look for it first and take it there. Now resist the urge to keep things you haven't used in years just because you might need it someday. I want to let you in on a bonus tip, and it's a dirty little secret. As soon as you toss something you were saving just because it was useful, your brain is going to come up with a reason to use it. You are going to think of something that you could use that obscure thing for that you took to Goodwill last week. I want you to try to not beat yourself up over it because you let it go and you made space in your life. And that is a positive. That's a good thing. I want you to look at it with that positive lens. Instead of beating yourself up, I want you to ask yourself if there's something else that you can use instead. Or if you can't think of anything, I want you to ask yourself if you would have even remembered that you had that thing before you came across it while you were decluttering. Now, most often that answer is going to be no, because as you were cleaning out your closet, you found all sorts of treasures in there that you didn't even know existed. Now, if you really need it, you would have gone out to purchase it even if you hadn't run across it because you probably didn't remember you had it. Okay, so think about that. But the funny thing is, you probably would not have even thought about whatever this idea is before you decluttered. But because we just decluttered it and tossed it, it is fresh in our minds. Now that means we are more likely to think about it and create that reason we need it. Aren't humans funny? We do that. So don't let that kind of stuff derail you. Understand that it's going to be part of the process. If money is really tight for you, create your threshold on things that you wouldn't be willing to go out and purchase. So maybe that's $5. Maybe it's $10. Maybe it's $20. It really will depend on your own situation. But if it falls under that threshold, then go ahead and toss it. If $5 isn't going to, you know, make or break you this month, toss anything that you can buy for less than $5 or $10 or $20 and just let it go. 
And then before you regret throwing it away or go out and purchase it again, sit with it for a day and see if it's something that you really would go out of your way and do or if it's just something that's popping up in your consciousness just because you ran across it. Okay? And there you have it. That was a look at what procrastination clutter is, why we have it, and two easy things you can start doing today to stop procrastination clutter in its tracks. I hope you liked today's episode, and if you'd like to continue the conversation, I invite you to come on over and share in the Wannabe Minimalist community on Facebook. The group is totally free, and we're having a lot of fun getting to know other like-minded people and getting to know each other and what we're dealing with on our journeys toward less stuff and a more vibrant life. So introduce yourself, share your thoughts, and let us know if there's something we can help you with. I'm always learning from you guys, and I enjoy sharing my own experiences and ideas as well. And I'd love to hear if today's episode inspired you to tackle some of your clutter and where you're planning to start. So let us be your accountability partner and help you stay on track. And don't forget, if you would like to get your free copy of the Tidy Home and Vibrant Life Starter Guide, you can grab it and all of the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com 55. Once again, you can get all the show notes for today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 55. It's a simple but super helpful guide that will show you four easy steps that you can take to create a home and life where you and your family thrive. It's free, so just go ahead and pick it up and see how it can help you. That just about wraps it up for today's episode, but before I go, I do want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate that you choose to spend some of your time with me, and I hope that the information I provide is helpful, encouraging, and inspires you to live the life of your dreams. If you have anything you would love for me to cover or discuss, please feel free, reach out. I would love to hear from you. Let me know how else I can serve you and the topics that you find most helpful. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm little.green.bow on the platform, or you can email me at deanna at littlegreenbow.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Also, leave a review so more people can find us and discover the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle for themselves. Cheers. Cheers.